Hello friends, and welcome to Bantering the Blue Shirts. Normally when it's Mike leading us into the show, that means Joe isn't here, but that's not the case. I'm leading us into the show because Joe just got home, his train was delayed, and he's eating, I think it was stir-fry, is that right, Joe? It was stir-fry. What sort of stir-fry? What do you got in there? You got some snap peas? Home-cooked stir-fry, believe it or not. Oh, Broccoli, chicken, and uh, ramen noodles, but no... No, like, flavor packet. Just the noodles and then the sauce. Ooh. Any veggies in there? Broccoli. Yeah. I like a... Some I'm not big on... Broccoli. I like a snap pea in my, in my stir fry. I like a crunch. I like snap peas. You, you need, the, need a little crunch. Yeah, a little Speaking of crunch. Uh, cr- crunch, we're going to do a mega show today that really has nothing to do with crunching. Uh, Metro North, you suck. That's my whole thing. Yeah. We're a little time condensed. Yeah, uh, we're, we're much later than we normally are because Metro North, they just... Trains... It's hard for them, even though it's the only thing that they do. So Joe's ra- raising two lion cubs that he has to get uh, to bed, and Mike's very tired. Uh, had a very busy weekend. So Mike has had a busy weekend. Can we talk about what Mike did quickly, or no? Yeah, we could talk about what Mike did quickly. On Sunday, I went for Blue Shirt Banner to cover the Henrik Lundqvist Foundation's Jam Cancer in the Can event. So you hear that, bitches? Got to... Uh, have a brief conversation with Hank. Got to go out there and help spread the word about a very, uh, very fun event that supports a lot of very worthy causes, including like the Ronald McDonald House and the Garden of Dreams, and uh, you know a lot of things like the I think it's the New York Presbyterian with the the Children's Hospital. The can- Jam Cancer in the Can specifically works with raising money for families and kids. You know, families who have young children who are afflicted by cancer and other kind of long-term chronic illnesses. So it was a great, great event for a great cause. It was a lot of fun. Um, got to Plus, Mike got to meet my uncle. Yeah, your uncle was randomly there. Uh, when I interviewed one of the young ambassadors there, I was introduced as Mike Murphy from Blue Shirt Banner. And uh, your uncle, uh, whose name was Little Joe, even though he's six, he looks like a retired offensive guard. He could have football. been. He could have been yeah. one. He was good. He's he was a great like, baseball player, believe it or not. He just said, you know, you know Joe Fortunato, Blue Shirt Banner? I was like, yeah, Joe's one of my best friends. And he said, I'm, I'm his cousin. I'm Little Joe. And I was like, all right. And he's Oh, like, he did introduce himself as Little yeah. Joe. Because what happened, ladies and gentlemen, was Michael texted me and said, I met your cousin today. That's and right. I was like, okay, that's kind of weird because it's You don't have any weird. biological cousins on this side um, of and um, I, I mean, I guess he's my cousin. He's my dad's cousin, so that does make him my cousin, right? Like a cousin yeah, once removed a, or something. It's one of those deals, yeah. Uh, but I don't typically. He, we talk about each other as cousins, but when I, I have two female cousins on the East Coast and then two boy cousins on the West Coast, so I was like, you definitely didn't meet one of them. Um, and it turned out to be Little Joe, who is a uh, a friend and um, a mentor. So. Yeah, when he said, yeah, I know all about Blue Shirt Banner. And I said, oh, yeah, Mike Murphy. And he just looked at me blankly, and I was like, he doesn't know who I am. No, he did, because I texted him after that, and I was like, I heard you met Mike. And he said, yeah, the guy from the podcast. And I said, yes, the guy from the podcast. He goes, well, he that's was a super what I, nice guy. That's what I told him. I said, I do a, a podcast every week with you. So, you know, it's <laughs> fun like that. It was very fun, though. It was a fun small world thing. Um, while I was waiting for my opportunity to talk to Henrik for a couple minutes, because... Uh, you know, he was running a running a fun event and uh, a fun can jam tournament, which uh, gotta say, it got pretty intense. That's what I like the most about it is like there was Did a Shaddy do a can jam? What yeah, was Shaddy's thing? Yeah. 
That was uh, Kevin Shattenkirk's thing beforehand. Uh, so did Lundquist Jake, just take you know, this over from him? Uh, it's not really a takeover thing. It, I think it was more of a unique opportunity to for the foundation to work with them at this event. I think the Shattenkirk and Anders Lee event was a was a real success. So uh, they just kind of connected there, and um, it went really well. I, I would lo- hope that we get to see some more of it because it's a great. It's a great charity. They do great work. Um, it would be great to see maybe some of the younger guys in the Rangers get involved because um, there's been an odd uh, an odd trend here, Joe, of JT Miller and McDonough did it. A lot of Vec guys. And, uh, yeah, and Shattenkirk, and all those guys are gone now. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a strange little trend, but, you know, we'll start sweating once it gets to four or five, I guess. But yeah. Speaking about veterans... The final New York Rangers holdout, one Tony D'Angelo, he signed for the one-year $925,000 Brendan Lemieux extension. Um, now, I want to ask you this, buddy. Ask it to me. You're, you're leading the show tonight. Is the reason this happened because of Joe Morrow? No. no? Uh, can, can I tell you the reason that this happened? Yeah. I am a... An Anthony D'Angelo supporter in like the hockey player sense. Um, mm. I think he's a good hockey player. I think he deserves to be on this team. I think there are much bigger problems on the defense than him. And even though the New York Rangers have a guy like Truba and Fox, who are more offensive guys, I think that Tony D'Angelo brings a level of offense that maybe you can rely on a little bit more because you don't want Truba to be the guy, I call it the McDonough, the leading the team in even strength minutes, power play minutes, penalty kill minutes. You don't want that. Yeah. So here's the thing. We both admitted Tony D'Angelo 1,000% deserved more money than Brendan Lemieux. We both agreed that yep. Tony D'Angelo should have turned his nose up at the New York Rangers for their terrible contract offer. But here's the issue. Tony D'Angelo is not just a normal RFA. He has even less leverage than a normal RFA. Tony D'Angelo is coming off, uh, it's his third team in what, four or five years in the NHL? Um, Off the ice issues, abusive officials, homophobic language, that stuff has not followed him to New York, thankfully. Um, What has followed him to New York is a very public political opinion, which is fine. I think you'd be uh, unhappy if you uh, got the actual political beliefs of every single player that you root for in any sport. But the reality is when you make it very public, it it makes it, it just allows more backlash. I think that's fair. And Tony D'Angelo doesn't really handle criticism online well. He's gotten into a couple of spats on Twitter. So when you add all that up and you add up the fact that this is a kid who was literally a perfect candidate for an offer sheet, um, the Rangers really couldn't match a bigger offer. The payout would have probably been less than a second-round pick, and you're getting a 23-year-old who can potentially revolutionize your power play. If a team wanted to take a flyer on him, they would have. So what I think ended up happening, which I kind of speculated, cooler heads prevailed. Tony D'Angelo's room told him, you're not going to get many cracks at the can, and you got to take this offer and make something of it. Because the the Rangers cap situation, it's not his problem. But the Rangers also knew that, hey, other teams are not coming and knocking the door down. Mm -hmm. And if D'Angelo holds out, it's just another red flag on this guy's resume. 
and he doesn't have many chances left. He really doesn't. Even though he's played really well, perception is reality in a lot of these cases. And if you have the perception of being a red flag hockey player, then you are a red flag hockey player. That's my bet. And I think D'Angelo is going to do really good things this year. I think D'Angelo is going to get a bigger contract next year. I don't know if it's going to be with the New York Rangers. God willing, they don't need him because Fox and Truba are doing so well. But I think D'Angelo kind of realized the situation he was in. And I think it's very telling that not only did he blink first, he got nothing. He t- Brendan Lemieux got as much yeah. money as he did. I mean, that if that is not a, like a an ego check or a this is what I am right now check. And again, this has nothing to do with Tony D'Angelo, the hockey player. And that should be part of the problem because that would piss me off. But he only has himself to blame. So yeah, it's a show me contract. Show me. And I think we'll be really pleasantly surprised with D'Angelo. And if we're not, it's a no-risk move for the organization because they just cut bait. That's it. Dunzo. Yeah, it was, like, overall here, the real winner here is the Rangers. Um, like, that's that's the answer we come away with here. I was curious if, you know, because I feel like the presence of Michael Haley definitely kind of said to Brendan Lemieux, like, all right, okay, I understand. You don't need me, so I'll sign. Um, uh, and I feel like you're right in the case that I don't think Joe Morrow was exactly threatening, you know, for... He's, no, he's I, still I, I mean, Morrow, listen... Joe Morrow is still in camp, so... He um, might be around. He might be the team's seventh defenseman. I don't think that he's... He's not a threat to D'Angelo. He's no, just... So. Yeah, this is another warm body that we could have put up there, but you could say that about Lindgren. You could say that about Hayek. You could say that about a bunch of prospects who would be better served yeah. for the organization long-term in that role. So I'm not completely... point out quickly that uh, Freddie Clayson signed for 700 k in Carolina. That's all I was a two-way deal, I think, too. I mean, wouldn't you like to have him back as the seventh defenseman? Come Over on, now. Joe Morrow. Yeah, yeah. Um, come on, that's going to be. I well, can't wait till that goes official because that's going to be just fantastic. Well, let's since we're already talking about these guys, Joe. I Don't wanted tell me to what ask. To do. I was going to ask you which guys you're most surprised are still in camp. We had five more cuts today. We're recording on Monday night, so tomorrow when this goes up will be the Rangers' preseason game against the Islanders. We have 20 forwards left in camp. 12D, four goalies. The four goalies are obviously Georgie, Huska, Henrik, and Igor. Our forwards are Elias Anderson, Booch, Hedl, DiGiuseppe, Fast, Stephen Fogarty, Michael Haley, Brett Howden, Kapokako, Kravstov, Kreider, Lemieux, Lateri, Greg McKegg, Vlad Nemesikov, Bunieves, Daniel Regan, Panarin, Strom, Zabinijad. This is our obviously, Patreon list, by the way. Yeah, these are the Patreon. All these players subscribe to the Patreon. So... Of this list, the guys that I'm kind of the most surprised are there in terms of the forwards. Uh, I think Fogarty is here really because he had such a strong year in Hartford last season that I think they're giving him a, an extended look. And he was a guy who was kind of slow to slow to get into gear in the AHL. So that's someone I think they're rewarding him for what he did um, in Hartford. I'm very happy that Boo is still here. Uh, Danny O'Regan, I'm sure familiarity with david quinn is helping yeah, daniel regan I, I think is the i would say the biggest surprise yeah i'm not like fantastic ahl and, numbers by the yeah. way yeah very strong um and di giuseppe is another one of those guys who are like yeah i guess you know it's it's surprising of course michael haley is here on the pto but he say what you will about michael haley joe son of a bitch scored a goal and got in a fight 
Yeah, but players like Michael Haley, like he's also going to be here until the end, even if he's the worst player out there, because he's out there to be a hired gun and yeah. a veteran presence that you can just throw out there whenever you need in the po- in the preseason, and who cares? You don't care if he gets hurt. You know, that's a morbid thing to say. Obviously, you don't want him to, but you're not worried about wearing him down by playing all six games. It is what it is. Yeah, there's a, not a, an investment in him right, right now. Yeah. So I totally understand that aspect of things. Uh, the What I kind of can't wrap my head around is the only real position that I could see the Rangers screwing up legitimately is the 70 slot and and bringing in Morrow. Because outside of that, the forward group is kind of set. I mean, I know, I think it's Karp thinks that Krovstov is going to start the year in the AHL. I can't imagine that's the case, but fine. He can live the dream. I we'll see. So on me. the 12D, we'll just do quick. I'll just do, you have D'Angelo, Fox, Libor, Lindgren, who's still here, Morrow, Roinen or Rayonainen, depending on who, who you believe or who you listen to. Matthew Robertson still here, which is great. Uh, Igor Rikov, Brady Shea, Brennan Smith, Stalin Truba. So there is very clearly an open competition for that that 7D spot with D'Angelo, you know, now signed. You know, we haven't seen him in the preseason yet, but it's obvious he's going to be in your starting six. So now it becomes the question of who's number seven. Is it going to be Ryan Lindgren? Is it going to be Joe Morrow? Well, it sounds like it's going to be Morrow. That's what it looks and by like sounds like more, I mean my yeah. my gut and what that tells me is they're going to want a veteran on the blue line even though they have plenty of them in the lineup. Um, and it, there is a kind of a flip side to this, which is you don't want Lindgren or Hayek to be the seven D because a seventh defenseman kind of needs to be a veteran who you don't give a shit. You don't care about their development. You don't care about them playing one game every three three weeks. You know, you, you could do whatever you want with them. And you can't do that with Hayek. You can't do that with Lindgren. So I also think recall. there's something to be said something to be said about in the, the second game, the one in which the uh, the Devils uh, really like the Rangers played their B team and the Devils played like their NHL right. the opening lineup. In that game, Joe Morrow logged twenty two minutes of ice time to lead the Rangers, which to me, is a very clear indication that the coaching staff is giving him a long, long look. Can I tell you the problem, though, Michael? What's, what's the problem, Joe? I am completely fine with the logic behind the Rangers wanting a veteran around for the 7D because they can use him the way that I just articulated. Yeah. But the issue is we have not yet seen a New York Rangers organization have a guy like Morrow around and not utilize him in a way where it's like, okay, this is not a detriment to the team. And I know that the Rangers are not going to be able to give him a big role if he does stick around, but especially with D'Angelo back. But the concern becomes, are we going to see him actually used as a 7D, or are we going to see him used as... And there's no evidence one way or another. I I don't think we've seen enough from David Quinn in that regard to really sit there and say, you know, this is going to be a situation where um, it's going to be like, oh, God, why can't I remember his name? Played on Toronto. Camphor. It's not going to be a Camphor situation where... It's like, oh, he's going to play big minutes even though other guys, you know, younger guys should be taking this role. I don't see that happening. But, you know, David Quinn likes to send messages, and I'd just prefer he not be there. I just don't know if there's a legitimate answer otherwise because the reality is you, you, you need almost need a seventh defenseman. I guess you really don't, but you kind of do. No, you and do. if the Rangers want to run with one, it should be a guy like Morrow. I mean, you'd hope it would be a guy like Clayson, and obviously it's not, but it's not a big deal. If he's not taking minutes away from another kid, fine. Who cares? But 
just the fact that he's there scares me because the Rangers typically do not utilize those players properly. That's my that's my hot take on the matter. I think it's a reasonable thing to be a little anxious about, given especially what we've seen the last few seasons and given how it's very clear that one of the tools in David Quinn's tool belt is the you're going to sit out you know, a game or two just to kind of get you you know, back into gear or what have you. And then, you know, we saw that happen a lot with Brendan Smith and obviously with Shaddy. So, you know, Brendan Smith is still here. Uh, and, you know, he figures into the, the plans this this season. And, you know, there's also a lot of kids there. You know, we have Adam Fox in the lineup, obviously. And, you know, someone like, I'm sure, Lee Hayek will get, will get a call soon if there's an injury uh, or anything like that. But it is, that is something to keep in mind. It's, how they've how they've how they've kind of decided to to handle the the seven D thing is really interesting because they let Freddie Clayson go, which leads us to believe okay, there's something Freddie Clayson couldn't provide. Which all right, you know, so what what makes Joe Morrow different? Well, you know, he's older, um, but you know, it's he's a guy who last season he played forty games in Winnipeg and. You know, I think the season before he split between Montreal and Winnipeg. I forget. Montreal. Yeah, so... I don't think it's worth worrying about right now, but there will be a worry if, A, it does come to fruition and he is a guy that, you know, is the seventh defenseman, and B, if we start to see that usage kind of creep into the weird category. So we'll have to uh, we'll have to wait on that. Um, I, think, I think you mixed up Hunwick and Camfort, by the way. Oh, I'm, I I, a thousand percent. I meant. I Hunwick. do that all the time. A thousand percent. It it's just a, such yeah. a dark period in my life that it's just all pushed so deep. It is a thousand percent Hunwick. Yeah. Um, currently on the Bruins, correct? Who Matt, Matt Hunwick? Yeah. Am I, I wrong? Think so. Yeah. He no. He was with he, the Sabers last season, actually. Oh, was he? Oh, whatever. Yeah. Doesn't matter. He's, Camper he's was with the Bruins. He's nothing to us. Oh, God, they were both so so instrumental in my demise. Um, preseason. Let's talk preseason before we get into questions. Yeah, let's start with uh, that first game. Um, well, can we can we start with a, an umbrella policy for a moment? Oh, sure, an umbrella. An umbrella policy? Uh, if you are freaking out about the preseason, stop. You're silly goose. Stop. You're Seriously, silly, stop. Silly the Rangers played one game... Um, that I would consider like a legitimate, like the first game that they played, the first lineup that they iced in the first game against the Devils, that was the closest thing we've seen to an actual like organization that the Rangers would ice for a game. Yeah. Um, the last two games was, where they got smoked yeah. by the Devils and the uh, Flyers, the Flyers, that's not yeah. real. That's not like uh, the, the defense was ludicrous. The the forward group had like three NHLers on it. It's not relax. Game two. game two was... Yeah, but you don't like. They're trying to figure shit out. They're giving guys looks. Anderson Howden, for the love of God, Ryan Strom. They're pushing some things. They're they're the only thing that's really set at this point appears to be Trubashay as the top pair and Panarin, Zibanejad, and Buchnevich as the top line. That is the only thing that seems to be set. Which is Um, what we're projected to see tomorrow. Um, So relax. It's okay. It's gonna be okay. Don't freak out about it. Um, Kako, like, I don't even know what to say. It's, it's funny because I was writing about it in the stock report. Like, when we've had looks at, at higher level prospects for the New York Rangers, 
Um, mm-hmm. It's easy to like gush about them. I remember Duclair having a really good preseason. Um, but when Kako does it, it, it's just like this. Like there's this legitimacy to it that we have not seen. It's really the only yeah, way crazy. that I can describe it. it yeah. It's it's literally like watching a, a veteran already. And it's just this, it's like he's ours, he's 18 years old, it's this incredible, it's this incredible feeling knowing the Rangers have a superstar that is not even old enough to drink, and you you have him forever, you know what I mean? Like, it's just this, every time he touched the puck in that game, something happened, and the Rangers are a much better team with him, uh, I just, it, there's not enough things you can be excited about for him right now so yeah the thing that stands out to me so much is we would find reasons to get excited about prospects in the past like you know i still remember when Kreider was you know just a kid in the organization a baby and you're just like wow he's so big and so fast one day it'll all come together and you know we all have that you know desire of what we hope to see the same was true of a guy like duclair the same was true of someone like uh booch and then with capo like watching him play he's He's already, frankly, like a great player. And that's a, that's a scary thing to think that he only has room to grow. And he's already looking really good. Mind you, it's, you know, 20 games and a preseason game. But from everything we've seen, it's just... 20 games? What 20 games? No, I'm sorry. 20 minutes, I meant to 20 say. 20 minutes, okay. Because he, he did get a big old slop of ice time in that first game. Um, so, yeah, I just... God. Like, watching the way he uses his, you know, strength and... Like, it's a, obviously he, Jack Hughes is you know definitely you know played with an exclamation point scoring what was it like thirty four seconds in in game two yeah but, but that was just stupid <laughs> no, was just I think it was dumb. it was great it was I loved it, it like was, for the rivalry bring it on like dumb. scoring that just goal on Lundqvist dumb. it's great it, it Kako he, he he reminds me so much of Yager not again this is not a skill comparison although hopefully it is. Um, it's more of the way he protects the puck, the work he did on the half boards. It was like watching Yager out there it's a tool. back in 06. It's a tool that he and Yager both have. Is that- the enormous yeah. ass usage. Um, it's just, it's it's been, there's so much hype around this kid, rightfully so. There should the powerful be. powerful hips. That's what I read from The Athletic. But there's just, there's something different about actually watching it. There's something different about actually feeling it. And that's what that preseason game was. Feeling it. So, and Mike will be, are the Rangers home tomorrow? Yes, they are. Uh, Mike will be at that game. Yeah. It'll be a fun time. He'll have fun. Um, You know, the... Really, I didn't get a chance to watch the game against the Flyers. I saw Hayes had some stupid fucking comments. Um, <laughs> it, it, Vigneault sitting in the up in the press box like a Sith Lord, the way that he has when he was with the Rangers as well. I, I, I just like I want no, I want no good things for Vigneault. It's very sad. Um, it at least from a hockey standpoint, he could live a good life. I hope he he does that well. But I just yeah, it was an ugly, ugly game. There's but the not, Rangers, like, who yeah. was the, the the defensive unit that they iced? It's like, what yeah, it was, are you expecting? It was Truba and Shea. So the first pair was there, and the rest of the team was Fox, Hayek, Lindgren, Robertson, who was a just drafted guy. They gave eleven minutes of ice time. Robertson to, did and, not have a good game. Yeah, well, you know, he's a baby. I don't expect him to have a good game. And uh, Nick Jones. So, like, what do, what do yeah. we expect there? 
Forward group wasn't anything special. I mean, it's just it's it's like relax, just relax. Second game against the Devils, same thing. Like you're you're not really looking for. I think about this all the time during the NFL preseason. Coaches should be going for it on every fourth down because who cares? It does yeah. not matter. It's fourth down drills, That's right? Fantastic. Just just run it against another team. See what happens. Who cares? And the fact of the matter is, the Rangers, they're not here. They're in a position where there's a lot of players. I say trick plays in preseason. Always trick plays. Never punt the ball. There's a lot of players in uh, coming from a lot of different walks of life with the Rangers. Some of them are coming from the KHL. Some of them are coming from Liga. Some of them are coming from you know whatever it may be. And you, you got to use this time to just kind of figure each other out. The Rangers have Panarin, who played two periods and then obviously got hurt. So then he's back, though. He's practicing, I think. I don't think I don't he's mean, playing. I think, think we say he got, like, banged up. He barely got hurt, and he's back already. Uh, that was it was a mild things. groin strain. I think the yeah. Rangers were being abundantly cautious, which you would hope yeah. they would be with their it new... It was just on top of all the other stuff we fancy saw on Twitter. Player. We saw, you know, people like, oh, it's over. Uh, oh, speaking of... Just I can't believe we forgot to say this. I what? did not see the interview, but Al Troutwig obviously is sick in some capacity, taking a leave yeah. of absence from the organization. Uh, Al is a legend. We've all grown up with Al. Um, thoughts and prayers to him, and hopefully yeah, everything well, is okay. He did well. make it seem like he was going to be back, so hopefully it's just something that could be quickly handled. Um, but... Yes, thoughts with him. I didn't see it. I guess people said he was, like, shaking. I, I don't know. He looked, yeah, I caught it only really out of the corner of my eye. He looked really tired and just kind of, maybe I would say, disoriented. He just didn't Yeah, I mean, the, quite, the, like, the flu could do something right. like that. Hopefully it's something like that. I mean, taking a leave of absence obviously means it might be a little bit more serious, but, um, you know, there's no use in speculating. Hopefully he figures yeah. it out and we Definitely are Definitely hoping for the best. him soon, yes. By Thanksgiving, I, I'd say we see him, hopefully. Um, but... The point that I was making before I thought about Al, I don't remember. Um, Basically, oh, the Rangers, like, they need to kind of gel a little bit, even more so than a normal preseason where, like, guys are just getting back and they're shaking the rust off because it's, you have just so many new things coming together. And you have potentially Kravstov, you have Fox, you have Kako, you have, um, Truba, and you. I'm just thinking of all the new faces that you're going to see. It's just, it's a lot. So give them time. They haven't all played together yet. Just give them time, and it'll be fine. That's my. I agree. My yeah, it, it's it's the preseason. There, it's going to look ugly at times. It's going to be sloppy. Um, I've personally been encouraged by a lot. Like, I think it's more important to look at things at the micro scale. Like, look at what. Someone like Filipito is doing, and I feel like, oh yeah, there's a lot of little things that I like to see him doing. He seems to be more confident with the puck on his stick, especially in the offensive zone. I like seeing a bit that. more assertive, you would say, yeah, Mister Heedle, which is really a goddamn great sign for someone we're hoping will be the second line center. Uh, I thought Igor looked really, really good. Um, you know, I've, I've, I think that was great to see, especially after Traverse City. Although, you know, like like you and I both said, we weren't really sweating bullets about what happened. To I got Travis news City. for you. Georgiev better be shaking in his boots because Shostyorkin has looked really good. He has, yeah. His his quickness is... His athleticism has yeah. just been awesome. And that's, you know, that's what we've heard is like, you know, he has this ability. Because he's not the biggest goalie, obviously. But he has that ability to just explode in his lateral movement and to make these like he's one of those goalies who has that 
explosiveness that results in highlight reel saves, like what we saw a lot from Henrik early in his career before he, you know, just became this positional deity. Yeah, like the, you do have to get used to that difference between the two of them because Lundqvist is very a different style, right super now, yeah. fundamentally sound. I mean, Lundqvist he, he'll he'll make the same save a thousand times. He's he's that you know just concrete. Shesterkin, he reminds me a lot of uh, Hashik. Not again, not a talent comparison. Just kind of all over the place. It, it's just a different. He's all over the crease. There's just different things going on. And but I, I got to tell you, he's been really impressive for the Rangers. And I think this is going to be a much more difficult decision for the organization than they think, because Georgiev has kind of made a name for himself good. the past couple of years. But everybody's assumed Shesterkin is going to take the reins. And the fact that he's already come in and, and played really well, I think that, again, it's the preseason, we'll see what happens, but I think it speaks volumes that we're here where it is a little bit of, oh, we don't know what's going to go on. So, good for him. I think Georgiev should, you know, keep it together because his first game was not exactly fantastic either. Um, and yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Does any preseason performance stand out to you, Joe, since we're, we're going to try and move on to questions soon? We um, mega show. I would say the only performances that have really stood out in a bad way, because in a good way, like, Kako's been good. Fox, I thought, was really good. Um, you know, you're thinking about the youngins. Um, here, I think... I don't even know if I want to kind of say it this way, but I think Howden has looked kind of rocky, and that's a little concerning because the expectation is for him to make the team. He obviously made the team last year. I think Anderson has looked good as a third-line center, which, again, not yeah, a slight at him. Good. I think he's been good. But Howden is the guy that I've kind of looked at and been like, oh, that's a little interesting. Like, it has not been, um, it has not been fantastic for him. So we'll see. He's playing again tomorrow, I believe. So hopefully we get a little bit more of him. Also, the Rangers, like, the Rangers are forcing... Uh, center Strom down our throat, and I'm wondering if that's not going to become something as we we continue. Yeah, so. and they're not at all forcing uh, Vladdy center. We haven't seen Vladdy line up at center very much, which is which uh, fine. Like you want to yeah. use him as a winger. The Rangers really don't have a ton of room to add in another center. Like even Strom, you're displacing someone again. But yeah, yeah, I don't know, my friend. I think that's uh, if I had to, if I really had to take I've a guess, kinda, that would be. I've grown fond of the the two three four Heedle. Leas and then uh, and then Howden as like yeah just develop the kids at center. I don't know. Hmm. You think you're better than us, don't you? No, I, I just don't hate the idea as much. And then you know you have Strom and Vlad on the wings, and you know if one of the kids is crap in the bed in terms of in terms of his assignments, you just you play Vlad. You obviously you know the coaching staff might turn to Strom, even though the numbers suggest that he's really not that great away from the puck. And uh, yeah, who knows what the fuck is going to happen there? That's a bad situation, I think, top to bottom. Um. Oh, Michael, we forgot to pause for an ad, so we're gonna do it. The ad 30 that we're gonna pause for right now is we don't know what it is. I'll tell you after we listen to it, but we will be right back. And we're back. That was a great Boy, ad. Boy, that sounds it was. delicious. I can't wait to have. That, I that. really hope it's food related because if it is not, that is a terrible introduction. Preparation H goes on a cracker smooth. It's it's, it's like butter. You know, it just, it rolls on like that. Um, anywho, let's get to questions, Michael, before you let's continue get to, questions, to lose, us, lose us sponsors left and right. Um, tall Guy Robert. Hello, Mike and Joe. Which of the up-and-coming Rangers do you think can become 
a fan favorite to fill the void of the departed Matt's Zuccarello. Oh God! I mean, the, it's almost. I mean, they're, they're, it's going to be Kako, but like the real question is, who is it after that, right? Keandre <laughs> Miller. Keandre <laughs> Miller is. Yeah, but he's not on the team right now. He's he said up and coming. He's son of a bitch. Uh, I see. I would take that as like kids. he didn't say here. Uh, fine, I'll allow it, but I, I think it's a. I think it's a. You're a cop. It's copping out. This is a cop out. You're a cop out. I'm going to say that Brendan Lemieux is going to become a fan favorite simply because of the style of game that he plays. Um, you're right. It's Kako is going to be right. you know the down home favorite in that regard simply because it's fucking Kako. He has to be. Um, but yeah, Carl Hendrickson is going to steal our hearts. Yeah, you are really going out there in the prospect world. No, I'm just being silly now, you, you dingus. Well, I think Carl Henriksen is going to be a good hockey player, Michael. So I know, I know he's I, not your favorite prospect like Ryan, Ling- like Ryan Lindgren is, but yeah, we just need to, you know, we need to reel it in a little bit. Of the guys who are here, like, Kako is already the guy who's got a church, thanks to, to Ryan, our buddy from Blue Shirts Breakaway. Correct. And, uh... I feel like that's the guy, but I feel like you're talking more about a guy you just love. And down the road, I think that's Keandre Miller. Of the guys who are here now, it's uh, nothing would make me happier, Joe, than if that guy, be, if Leas Anderson becomes that guy. Ooh, see, the problem is... Because he's a guy who's going to work his nuts off for this team. So can I throw a curveball at you? Yeah. And I'm kind of surprised you didn't mention balls. this player. Sure. Keandre Miller, I think, is going to be I an up and comer. Miller. You no, you didn't. Check. We were talking about the team. You didn't say Keandre Miller. I said it first. So yeah, Keandre Miller. Mike didn't say that, but he's a good pick. So I just want to take my thumbs and push them into your head. Why? Your, why are you so mean to me? Through your eyes, it's just. I'm here till, carrying the podcast, talking about how my, good my palms are wet with your with your blood with brain <laughs> juice. <laughs> okay. Slick, slick with the blood. Well, there you go. Just a, a horrible mixture of tears and, and blood. Well, you know what, Michael? You've 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 made your point. Um, anybody else? Anything else? Uh, I, like I wouldn't be surprised if Howden could become a guy that does that. In <laughs> terms of sure a guy, that yeah, that was the Chrissy Teigen gif that I did right there in person. Like the. Well, my thing with Howden is I really don't know what most people expect him to become. Yeah, I mean. A third line center, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I stick to Zach, my real answer. It's Keandre Miller. Zach Smilowitz. Assuming Shea and Truba play out the duration of their contracts, and given that we can't keep slash pay all of our defensive prospects' depth, what is the best case scenario in your mind? Six defenders post Stall Smith. This is a hard question to answer, oh, but, that's but fun, I though. would say, I would say Shea Truba, mm-hmm. Fox. Miller, Lundquist, D'Angelo? Was that six? That was oh, six. Okay. You should have been so, counting. So Hayek isn't there for you, Rikov? Is I, I mean, you? it's not necessarily that Hayek isn't there. It's just Hayek needs to prove to me that he could be one of those six, and I have not seen that yet. That's You all. know what, Joe? I've got, I've, I like your list. I think that's what I think it is. Maybe I swap out D'Angelo. Um... Just because I, he's just so tumultuous. Like I don't know what's going to happen with him. He's just 
God, but is the talent there? It is he, there. He's just like like leaving a live grenade on a in a playground. It's just not like nothing good's gonna happen. Well, you know, if the kids don't come play with the grenade. If I was a kid, I would play with a grenade. Oh, a thousand percent. Even if I knew it was live, I would be like, "Well, let's see what happens when I pull this pin out." And then I don't, I know more. I'm, gonna, I'm a fine microwave. Yeah. I'm a fine mist at that point. Once everything has happened, so um, yeah, I think that I think that six is is a fair. I think that's a fair assumption. Yeah, I don't know. Jay- I'm I have I have mixed feelings right now about Rikov, and I I I really hope oh, Rikov is another higher. one. You know, that's not a terrible. I hope Libor proves us wrong. So even though I'm, I'm more of the camp, like I just expect him to become like a third pair guy. I also I think want. it's telling that neither of us mentioned uh, Lindgren. So, but I thought he's my favorite prospect. Well, he is your favorite prospect. That's why it's really weird that you didn't mention him. But ideally, the Rangers re-sign Brendan Smith. Uh, that's what I hope. <laughs> <laughs> to even say that in jest, you're just welcoming so, so much anger coming your just, way. Instead so of 4.35, much let's just do 4.45. Right. And and it, you know what that reminds me of? So ni- let me ask you a question, Michael. Okay. Mm. I watched 90 Day Fiance. We've discussed this before on the show. That's right. That's right. So there is a woman on the show, an American, who is marrying a Nigerian man. And he has gotten in constant trouble for lying to her about being with other women, um, about like this time that he spends because they obviously don't live together because he lives in Nigeria, all this stuff. Okay, she's super jealous. She's an older woman. She's in her 50s. He's probably 30 years old. They go to meet his mother for the first time. Okay? okay, she does not speak a lick of English. She only speaks Nigerian. So he's translating for the both of them, and the mother is concerned about them having children because this. I think her name is Angela because Angela is much older. Yeah, and they say they're going to try everything, and then the mother says, and I don't know if this is true or not, but she she said it, so it must be that in Nigeria it is customary or normal, I should say, for if a woman cannot have children that her husband would be permitted to go sleep with a woman who can so that they could have children like as a family i'd love to know why you brought us into this. well the reason why i brought this up and i'll, I'll explain <laughs> as we get to the end of it is she asks her this question and the guy michael translates this question back to angela why wouldn't you lie? Just be like, uh, she says, you know, she hopes that we can have kids. Why would you translate the question? It turned into an enormous fight. So the loop around Michael is, why would you even jest about re-signing Smith when the people are going to go crazy, Michael? I don't know. It was, uh, it feels Come on, that was a pretty good tie-in. Not at all. All right, you know what? I don't know why I'm, I do I'm this. Just, I'm, now I'm fascinated by Nigerian culture, and I want to know if that's... Well, know. she like wanted to make a good impression with the mother too, and then she's she's getting snippy with the mom, and now this is a huge thing because next week it's going to be all that they talk about because like she came this to is Nigeria. A podcast, Joe. God damn it. She, she came to Nigeria. The two of them got into an instant fight the minute she got there, and the next thing you know, they don't see each other for three days, and then she goes and meets the guy's mother. It's crazy, crazy. JB Faz one two one three is Chris Kreider on the team at the trade deadline. We had this one last week, I think. Did uh, we? Yeah, and I don't. We don't think so. Well, I think he'll get traded at the deadline. Yeah. So I think he's moved at the deadline because I believe it'll be very hard for the Rangers to offer him the sort of deal that he's really deserves and will get. And well, the deal that he wants. 
I mean, like I said, he's he's in a leadership the role for the that team. He deserves. He's it's good awkward, boy. but if the Rangers wanted him here, he would have he would have been signed already. That's the that's, that's the reality of the situation. Yeah, that is kind of the reality. So that's what that's what I'm telling you. They Michael. also wouldn't have dangled him on draft day to Colorado. Correct. They almost had a deal for him. Also, like you made fun of my Nigerian story, and I don't appreciate that. Hey, I'm sorry. You're forgiven. God, I love you. Fish Jesus, assuming only Zibanejad rolls as the first-line center. Assuming only Zibanejad's role as the first-line center is set. Oh, roll. He ah. spelled R-O-L-L. It confused me. Um, how do you see the other line shaking out from what you have seen, and how do the other three center roles get filled? Really hoping Hedl is the second and Leas is the third. All right, let's go centers, okay? Hedl cried Kako. Kreider as a center? No, oh, you're, you're doing the next line. Fine, I agree with that line. He asked for the lines. He did. Then he also said the centers, but that's fine. That answers the question. All right. Uh, what's next? Third uh, line? I could see. Leas, Kravstov, and Vlad. I could see that. And then a fourth line of Lemieux, Howden, Fast. And a fourth line of, uh, I just don't care very much. <laughs> Wow, that's rude. These people are playing for their lives. Um, <laughs> and you just don't care. Playing for their lives. Uh, oh, wait a minute. This question plays into this perfectly. Michael Kanek, for real this time, does Nieves feel like the odd man out for the final roster spot? He's. he's and I guess so if we just mentioned it without talking about him. Yeah, but so is poor Gregory McKegory. Well, Greg McKegg should not be making this team. I'm sorry. What about Phil DiGiuseppe? Phil DiGiuseppe has an amazing name because he's Italian. He should also not be making the team. It's am- I'm watching The Sopranos again. Oh, well, I say a- again. I've never I've never watched The Sopranos before. I've never watched The Sopranos time. either. I oh, Mike, it is it. incredible. I watched Chernobyl recently, and I'm terrified of nuclear energy now. So I am, like, I have a weird fascination with Chernobyl. I just okay. find it very... I don't know. It's interesting to me. Did you and see I the can't, series? I won't watch that because it scares me. It. I'm not kidding you. It's, it's scary. Scared, it's absolutely scared me not worse than any horror movie I've seen in my life. Absolutely not. Because it's just like, what do you mean? There's just a. I like. I knew the background stuff. Like, there's just a part of the planet that's ruined that we just can't go to. And it's like, yeah, this will just be like this for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Dude, years. Dude, they friggin' cemented in the core of the reactor. And it's yeah, and they, still leaking radioactive. Yeah, it's insane. It's absolutely they built insane. a structure over it to like, yeah, we're just. And then I think it was in 2017 they put a new one on it. They're like, yeah, it's built to last 100 years. 100 years, we'll have to do it again because yeah. radiation will just destroy it eventually. <laughs> it's just insane. It's absolutely insane. And how many nuclear power plants are there? Lots, a, a lot, whole bunch. It's fine. It's it'll all be fine. Just don't. It's fine. Um, what's next? Uh, Michael Kanek also asks, can Daniel Jones be the Capo Caco of the Giants? Uh, Mike doesn't know what Daniel Jones is. Yes, I do. He's the quarterback of the Giants. The Giants are going to be a running team so long as Saquon's there. Well, Saquon got hurt in the last game, and it's probably going to be out for half the year. So That happened? Yes. High ankle sprain. Well, he's not on my fantasy team, so I missed that. Ooh, you play fantasy football? Yes, they do. Son of a I'm bitch. surprised. I'm not. I'm not good at it. You don't strike me as a fantasy guy. I also play fantasy football, and I am one of three uh, not Indian people in the fantasy pool. I think I've told you this story. Yeah, again with this. My 
my buddy is uh friends with a lot of indian people and they are all in this pool and they they're like doctors and physicists and i am a sales executive for tv so that's what i am i don't feel bad about myself at all that i'm in the room with such smart people um next question Evan Ingram's good tight end. I think that'll be good to throw to, but I don't think he has the same supporting cast that Capo Caco has. He doesn't no. exactly. Well, now he parent. definitely doesn't. So, yeah. Uh, so no, Jason. Oh, sorry. Dion NY Rangers. Based on what you are seeing so far in the preseason, what do you think will be the biggest roster surprise on opening night? Brendan Smith extension. Um, Again, why are you translating this? I don't know. I just I feel a little trolly tonight. Is that so wrong? Well, I love that it's ad- absolutely adorable that this is your trolling. That your trolling is like a, a clear joke about Brendan Smith being resigned. I know. I'm a, it, it, you warm my heart. I'm, I'm a whoopee cushion kind of a guy. Like sometimes I'll see Kaylin and she'll be doing something and I'm like, you are just, you are the most adorable thing. That's what you are, Michael. <laughs> um... um. I barely remember the question now. The biggest surprise on opening day roster. Igor Shesterkin is the backup. I'm you know, fuck yeah, Michael. Isn't I'm with that you. That's a fun one. That's a, that's that's a, fun, a fun one, one. and it's the correct answer, so. Oh, you know what else will be interesting? Is they they make D'Angelo a healthy scratch just to be like, you're nothing, kid. <laughs> <laughs> just to like, like oh, this is what you like, thought you were valuable to this team. We signed you to sit you. We have that kind of yeah, money. Get the fuck out like, of here. Just to like put him next to a hydrant and have a dog piss on him. Just like, just listen, kid. You're not. You are not. saucy today. What is going on with you? I don't know. Been been working too much. Okay. The crazy's in me now. No, it is in you. Are we allowed to to give you a congratulatory thing or no? Yes, you are allowed to give me a congratulatory dip. So congratulations to Mike, who now basically runs the NWHL. <laughs> yeah. Not, not quite. I'm He's taken it over. Manager. He owns all of the teams, and um, whew, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, so I'll just get a little less sleep, and, uh, you know, who needs sleep, Joe? I'm going to order nice. some of those glasses that block Certainly blue don't. Light. I have a child, so. You know those, those glasses you wear that block the blue light on your computer? Cause I, uh, I have those, actually. Do they work for you? A uh, little bit. I don't really get computer headaches, but... Yeah, I never did until the last like week and a half. Well, you're working yourself done. ragged, baby. You can't be I doing am, that. I am working myself ragged. I'm like a scarecrow. Jason Silberman. Who do you think should be the Rangers' top defensive pairing to go against other teams' top lines? Oh, uh, that's a great question, Jason. It's got to be true, Boucher, you know? Especially with what the Rangers have. That's really the... I think that's the right answer, even though I think we all know that's not... In terms of what their strengths are, that's not maybe necessarily the greatest, like, thing for that pair. But that's... Like, what are the other options, Joe? The the other options are shit and shit, so... Like, is it going to be... Like, let's say one of the other pairs will be Stahl and D'Angelo. Do we want that against the other team's top pair? Probably I mean, anything line. anything with stall, the answer is probably no. And so if that's the other pair, then what do we have? Smith Fox? Mm, that's yeah, asking a lot of do. Fox and he's not the strongest skater and and Smith is one of those guys who's like some games he really looks competent and comfortable, and other games he He's really a fourth seems, line winger, that yeah, man. He seems to get in his own way, take penalties and yeah. Well, um, Mike just destroying Brendan Smith's existence. It's not very nice. 
I like Brendan Smith. He's a good guy. Very Except for the time guy. that he got into a fight in Hartford. That was bad. Um, all right. Next, Panarin 2020. Do we think there's a shot that Shesterkin makes the NHL roster? Yes, we just said that would I be a big it's surprise. A shot. I think it's a fucking. I wouldn't say shoe in, but maybe a boot in. I'd say a flip flop. A boot in. A sandal. Was a that flip. a boot? Phil, not our Phil. This is a good question. What is your most embarrassing piece of New York Rangers memorabilia? Ooh. Let's see. I'm gonna I let mean, you I'm staring first. at. I have a a Playmobil Henrik Lundqvist that Playmobil sent to me. If I wrote a story about it for Blue Shirt Banner, and I said yes. You hear that, ladies and gentlemen? Mike is whoring himself out and the website. Yeah, I did. I thought it would be a fun thing for Playmobil stuff. Sometimes we hurt for content, Joseph. An absolute and Sometimes shame. Mike says yes when everyone says no. I have never once heard about us hurting for content, so <laughs> that is news to me, my friend. I think that the saddest memorabilia I own is the I have a Matsugrello bobblehead. Oh, that which, is sad now, isn't it? Which is just now depressing as all hell. Right. Like I look at that, and I'm just like, oh. That's right. Zuccarello was hurt. He's gone now. No more him. Hmm. Uh, that's up there. Do you have anything sad? I don't. I don't really. I mean, he. The question that he asked or sad? Yeah. was embarrassing. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have embarrassing. Like, what piece of memorabilia could be embarrassing? Like, because it's so dorky. Like, I think I have somewhere lying around. No, I got rid of it. I used to have like a near a shitty New York Rangers keychain that I had since I was a kid. I also spent like nine dollars on a shitty New York Rangers like bottle opener for my for a keychain. That's embarrassing because I spent nine dollars on it. Hmm. I don't know if I have an embarrassing. I don't know. I can't think of anything embarrassing. I really can't even think of anything sad. I don't have a ton of Rangers memorabilia, so. Yeah, nor do I. Yeah, sorry. I'm gonna. I'm You're gonna just not gonna give an answer. I don't. Why? What? What do I have, Michael? I have so little in this life. You know what my embarrassing piece of memorabilia is? What's that? The banter. How dare you? <laughs> All right, you know what the embarrassing? I'll tell you what the embarrassing memorabilia is. You ready for this one? You're going to agree with me. Yeah. Blue Shirts Daily, the newsletter. A failed chapter in Blue Shirt Banter history. It was called B12, you stupid No, it bastard. wasn't. It was Blue Shirts Monthly. It was Blue Shirts Monthly. The abbreviation was was BM, BM, which was a huge, just a huge. God, what a failed endeavor that was. We tried though. We really like we never say that Mike and Tony I have and not I tried. Well, I was about to give you a compliment, but now that's ruined. <laughs> so it that's was a fun idea. That's the end of it. No, no, I don't even want to talk about this anymore. All right, Donovan Carr. What the fuck is up with the Stall Fox first D for Tuesday's game? Again, I would not look into this stuff all that much. What it tells me is they just want to see how like a veteran-like stall pairs with Fox, and that's why we saw 22 minutes of Joe Morrow, right? Like Joe in Morrow. one game, and that's why we're seeing these guys. Like, for example, we saw Lindgren for I think 18 minutes against Philly. I think it was. It's just like yeah, they just they're testing everything, and that's what the preseason's for. I don't think it's. It's it's a lot different than we heard specifically. They want to do Panarin, Mika, and Booch. Did you forget to turn off your phone? No. What is that noise? That's you. That's not me. I don't think it's me. It is you. I saw your little microphone thing move. 
Was it me? What was yeah. making that noise? I have headphones in, so whatever's on my computer. Are you listening like some club music? What's no, that was. I was gonna say that was. I, I was gonna ask you if you were listening to like. Are you dropping Molly? Alien porn. That's like the beginning of an alien porn. You doing EDM? Uh, well, would you hear the noises in my head if I was? I'm in your head right now. See, well, you're in my ear. That's in your head. Okay. Final question. The Arthur Eric Carlson. Mr. Hockey needs your help. He needs ideas for growing the fan base and making hockey more popular. What ideas do you have? Get rid of offsides. Oh, well, forget that. I'm going to give you the real answer. Market your fucking stars. My answer is get rid of offsides. And then if anyone remembers Blades of Steel, uh, it was an NES game wherein if you got into a fight, only the player who lost the fight went to the penalty box to serve the five-minute major. (laughs) And that is a rule I would like to see applied to an NHL game. Honestly, it would make fights more exciting. Yeah, it's like there's a lot on the goddamn line. 100%. Um, Oh, shy guys. What else could we do? I didn't open up the Patreon, Michael. Why don't you remind me to do these things? Because I'm not allowed to prepare for the show. That's your only rule. No, it's not my rule. The first rule of Fight Club. Don't talk about Fight Fight Club. Club. Oh, my God. It needs to verify my device. (laughs) Well, looks like the patrons aren't being read. You're just so... I cannot believe how bad you are at this. First of all, I got problems with this. This is this this is the same computer that I use for everything. Oh so, my god. You just What's the problem here? I don't understand. Oh Joe. I use this computer all the time. I don't want to hear about it. Uh hold on, baby. I have I have No wait, problems. I just hit the I hit the verification button. Adam Nahowak, Aiden Gaspar, Alex Gardner, Amriel Kistner, Andre Chicago, Anthony Dill, so Arch mad. Williams. Bob Kama, Bobby Callahan, Chris Habibi, Chris Lucas, Chris O'Connor, CJ Vivola, Craig Lachlan, Dan Crozy, Dan Zapport, Daniel DeGen, Danny Santiago, David L. Singer, Eric Cohn, Eric Carlson, this Fancy Lawrence, Gabriel Vargas, George Littman, Igor Zaslavsky, James Dangles, Jeffrey Stein, Jermaine Francis, John Prince Pelsky, still have no idea how to say your beautiful, beautiful Polish Have you told us how to say it yet? We need John it. John Reppy, Johnny Olo, Jordan Sassone, uh, Joshua Zarkin, Keith Franchillo, Manny from SC, Matt from Brooklyn, Mediogre, Michael Canick, Michael Marcus, Michael Scott, Michael Silvers, Panera in 2020, Patrick Landolt, Sammy Vogel Seidenberg, Stephanie Benvengo, Stink Fleeman, Tall Guy Rob, thanks for the question, Tall Guy Rob, The Tin Man, Thomas Osa, Tori from Manhattan, Trevor Kepner, and WMM39. Listen to the show, patreon.com slash yeah, banter. Before we wrap up, uh, we, we got a message from uh, a good friend of the show, Josh Sharkin. Unfortunately, someone uh, that was a diehard Rangers fan, a good friend of his, passed away. Uh, so we just wanted to say, uh, you know, very sad to hear the passing of a member of the Garden Faithful. Yes, Rob condolences Petrella. on that. Uh, condolences on that. Obviously, heavy hearts for that to hear, you know, it's one of those things where Something that's so beautiful about Rangers hockey, as Joe and I know, is it can really bring people together. It can add dimensions to relationships and friendships. Um, for instance, I wouldn't give a, uh, a single shit about Joe if not for the Rangers, because the Rangers brought us together. I wouldn't even know who you are. So, yeah. 
You, I thought you were going in a different direction than that, but you turned into something sweet. Yes, always a heavy heart when something like this happens. Sounds like it was very sudden. So, uh, yes, thoughts and prayers with them and uh, their families in this time of need. Um, no of great... Yeah, Go well, ahead. The, I was just going to wrap up, of course, wishing nothing but the best again for Al Trotwig and his family. Yes, hope, correct. Hope all is well with that. And uh, with that, we... That somber note, but you know what? We'll be on a positive note soon. Preseason is, is almost over, and we'll be back with hopefully two shows next week, so long as trains operate like they're supposed to, right, Joe? Patreon.com. Don't patronize me. Patreon.com slash BlueShirtPanther. Um, for those of you who want to donate, uh, please like us, subscribe, leave five stars on iTunes. It helps people find us. Um, and remember that if you see Mike at the Ranger games, he's going to the next two preseason games. Buy me some you have- shrimp. You have my permission to gently stroke his nipple. Thank you, everybody, and good night.